So the title of my message today is Pulling Weeds. And, and I want you all to repeat after me, okay? And, and so say it however you want, you know. Today's message... Today's message is not about working harder. It's about working smarter. Um, I love working in the yard. Um, I've already cut my grass. I've already edged my grass. I've already scattered soil, and I turned the sprinklers on. As soon as it, it looked like that we weren't going to have, like, deep freezes, I'm like, listen, my, my sprinklers have been turned on for probably – three or four weeks. I, I love working in the yard. And every now and then, despite my best efforts, I look out there and I see what, what catches my eye, because you would think it's pretty. You see something yellow. You see something yellow there. And then upon further examination, you realize it's not, not pretty at all. It's a weed. And in our lives, I think the same thing happens. We, we, we work towards towards growing in the Lord and spending time with the Lord and, and being good Christians, right? Like we want, you know, we want to be the best Christians we can be, the best followers and examples of Jesus Christ. But every now and then, something pops up or something pops out where we're like, oh, that's a weed. That's not supposed to be there. Um, like a weed, there's a rule that, that, that we can apply to when these things pop up in our lives. And, and I want to make this clear right now. Deal with it right away. When we see a weed in our yard, deal with it now. You don't want to wait till it the, the fuzzy, like like real light, snowflakey dandelions. You don't want to wait till it gets to that point, because then when you got a little bit of a breeze now, you don't have one weed, you've got a bunch of weeds. And when we see things pop up in our lives, it's best that we deal with it now. So how do we deal with it? What do we do? What do we do so it's not just about us working harder, about our best effort, about our diligence? That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, if you want to turn in your Bible uh, to Colossians, we're going to read from Colossians 3, and then I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, and then um, we're going to talk about this a little bit. So Colossians 3.1. If then... You have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, seated in that place of authority and power and rest and confidence. And I love that, that we can talk about being raised with Christ. I love that when we read this passage, you know, we'll read about death, but when we read about death, death and resurrection are linked because of the work of Jesus Christ. Last week was Easter, and we talked about that. So when we, when we read in Scripture about, about death and life in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, we are new creations. If we have trusted in Christ, then death is not death to us. Death is resurrection. It is life. Verse 2, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will appear with him in glory. 
Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. That sounds daunting, right? Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And then we begin a series of lists. This should, man, cover so many bases. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. And then there's a colon. There's more. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Period. Now there's more. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek or Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. If looking at this, I mean, we, we see a list, and we could very easily make this about a list, but this is not about a list. Th- this is about weeds. This is about red flags. This is about identifying things that that are not traits of Christ, that are not in alignment with the fruit of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit is bringing forth in our lives, and we see them come from us, come through us, operate in us, and we are to pull them. They are red flags. I love repentance. I love repentance. I I preach on repentance as often as I can. I preached on repentance, I think it was in February. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Repent, metanoia, change your mind. We change our mind about how we were thinking about something, and we see that Christ says, no, this is how I think about it. This is how I want you to think about it, because our actions follow our thoughts. Whatever we're thinking on, whatever we're meditating on, whatever we're dwelling on, our actions will follow our thoughts, and so we change our mind. We, we change our actions. We agree with God. We let him renew our minds, and we move forward. But I'm just letting you know, repentance alone does not pull the weeds. It doesn't. I love repentance. It's a gift. Repenting alone does not pull the weeds. Because there are things within each one of us that are deep-rooted that the Lord doesn't want us to just change our mind about. He wants us to receive healing for. He wants us to be healed for. In verse 5, it says sexual immorality, uh, impurity, evil desire. What if that root isn't sexual uh, immorality? What if that root is a hurt or a pain or a betrayal that's manifesting in sexual immorality, impurity, evil desire? We've got to let the Lord go deep, and we've got to be willing to put in the work. Now, I'm not talking about anything that brings about salvation. Salvation is by by faith alone and the grace of God alone. We can't earn our salvation. That is not what I'm talking about. But if we want to walk in wholeness and healing, there has to be a cooperation with the Lord 
where we are willing to, in him, in with him, go deep and root out these things in our lives. I brought some things with me that hopefully will drive this point home. When I see weeds out in the yard, I realize I have to assemble my tools. I have to assemble the things that are needed to work harder or work smarter and not harder. And so I have some of those with me today. I tell you, one of the first things I do is uh, I break out my AirPods and I, I pick some music. Even before I do anything else, what am I going to listen to today? So I might pop this in. Brandon Lake, Gratitude, let's go with Gratitude, let's go with that song, love that song. amazing ways to, to enter into a place where we acknowledge his presence, we acknowledge he's here, we acknowledge he's not far. This is one of my songs right now. We all have our songs for different moments. And this is, this is one of those songs that just wrecks me. Even now, like this song just touches my heart about being grateful to a good God. It actually kind of reminds me of the little drummer boy a little bit. Talks about you know not having much to bring to the team. Yeah, we can turn it off, or I'm gonna be crying. That's that's it. Uh, someone else have to come finish my my preach. When we realize that there's something that just pops up, we're like, oh, that's not what I want in my life. That doesn't glorify God. That's not you. We we invite the Lord into this moment, and we acknowledge Him as our source and as our covering protector as our strength as our grace we acknowledge him as the safest of places and then we proceed you know when i when i go outside i've got to acknowledge that that uh i'm a redhead i i used to be a redhead now i'm bald i'm a red beard well i'm a gray beard i used to be a red head i don't know what i am now okay but either way i don't tan i i maroon and i freckle um which is kind of like a tan it's my version of a tan so, you know, I, I cover myself. You know, I, I got the sunblock. And, and, and I covered the, the weak places, the, the places I don't think about. I'll spray it on the back of my neck. I'll spray it on my head. I want my ears covered, so I'll spray it on my hand, put it on my nose. But I cover myself, and I do the same because I, I don't want, you know, bugs flying at me or anything. So this is, this is Cutter Skin Sations. And it's better than, like, some of the stuff that really stinks. You can also use Avon Skin So Soft. So if anybody sells Avon, I want part of that commission when your, like, your sales go up, like, for Skin So Soft. So I, I cover myself, and then I cover my dome. And this is my work hat. Uh, it stinks a little, but that's okay. I shower afterwards most of the time, summertime. But we cover ourselves. We go into this place of worship. We go into this place of acknowledging the king. We go into this place of humility. 
we call out to the Lord. We can we can have gratitude. Lord, I don't like that um I don't like that that thing came out of my mouth. Lord, I don't like that that um that action that I did that. Lord, I don't like that that reaction that I did that. Lord, I don't like that that I lied or that I lusted or that I slandered or that I gossiped or that I was insecure and that it manifested in sharpness. I don't like those things. But I thank you that you allowed me to see it and I thank you that you want to touch a place in me right now. So I cover myself with you, Lord God. I remind myself that you're my source, that you're my covering. Just so you guys know, um, our pastoral team, we love pastoring, but we're not your covering. We're not your covering. Jesus is your covering. Now, now we're used by the Lord in some really cool ways, but, but we go straight to Jesus as our covering. So, Lord, I just thank you that you're my covering. Now, here's the thing. I use the example of these, and I say, if we don't pull it out now, that it will continue. But I'm just letting you guys know, most people won't even take the, the six or seven minutes that I've done already to unpack what we have to do. Most of us won't even take six or seven minutes to unpack our souls to the Lord and invite him in to bring healing and grace where needed. And it is needed. I'm just letting you know that that to pull out those things in our lives, we have got to get along with the Lord. Up here I have different tools, depending on the size of the weeds. You know, I get, I know you're, you know, there's tools made specifically for like pulling weeds, but I mean, gosh, the screwdriver works just as good, man. It goes in, pop it up, this is great. You know, I put on gloves. I want, I want that protection. Getting in the presence of the Lord. Humbling ourselves before Him. And then asking God to speak, to identify, to heal, to deliver. It, it is vital. In John 10, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. We're the sheep. That's us. We're the sheep. In, in, the, in John 10, Jesus says, I am the gate. You come and go through me. I am the good shepherd. And that we know his voice. We have got to get in a place where that we settle our soul. And so for me, worship, and that song gratitude is a place I settle my soul. I block out everything else. And then when I want to hear from the Lord, I so many times I open up his word. If you guys want to hear from the Lord, I, I want to give you an easy way to do this. I want to encourage you guys. Always have a pad and a paper with you. Always have something to take notes. And when you're reading something, if a thought pops in your head, or maybe you think it's a thought, write it down. And then go back there and spend time in the Word. And then something comes to your mind, something comes to your heart, write it down. And then go back into the Word. And then when you're done reading the Word, then go back and go, oh, oh, that's God. That was God. Okay, that was God. Okay, the reminder to buy mayonnaise, that was me. 
That was me. That was God. And, and let the Lord speak. One time we did that exercise with, with our kids. And we said, hey, we want you to read the scripture. And so we told our son, you know, read this passage. And he said, me loving the book of Romans. I went to Romans. I'm like, read this passage. I said, okay, stop. What do you feel like the Lord spoke to you in this? And he's like, well, I just need to be nicer to my sister. And I'm like, okay, read that passage again. Because I didn't hear anything about sisters in that passage. Read that passage again. Where does it talk about sisters? And he read it again. He's like, well, it doesn't talk about my sisters. And I'm like, that's right. But God spoke to you while you were in reading his word. He spoke to you and took that scripture and made it come alive to you. That was God. You heard from God in the midst of listening through, through spending time in his word. And we have got to do that because here's the thing. When we look at that, um, that weed, we could go, oh, I lost my temper. So that was just me having a bad temper. Lord, help me with the bad temper or whatever it is. And the Lord says, hey, spend some time with me because I actually want to identify the root of that. And the root of that is not a, tem- a bad temper. The root of that is uh, a feeling of unworthiness that you had when you were younger. And, and it still lingers and I want to heal you from that. You, you feel inadequate. You don't feel up to the task. You know, to the task and, and that's the thing I want to touch. It came forth. It manifested in you losing your temper, but that's the thing I want to pull out. That's the root. That's the deep root. We don't want to just cut it off. I want to go deeper. When we spend time with the Lord, he identifies and write it down. So here are the things I imagine you're going to be writing down. If you will do this, I imagine you'll be writing down people to forgive, people that have hurt you, people that have wounded you, people that have betrayed you. I bet you you'll be writing down lies that you've believed, curses that have been spoken over you. It could be you're no good, you'll never measure up, you know, you're a bum, you're always going to be a bum, you know, you, you've got to prove yourself. this stuff down and then talk with the Lord about it. I'm telling you right now, I wish it was as simple as just repenting every time I lost my temper or I uh, uh, gossiped or I whatever. But most of the time, almost all the time, there's something deeper that the Lord's like, we need to pull this out and you've got to do this work with me. Because I want you healed. I don't want to just chop off the top of it. I I have bad knees. So these these are in my that's actually my my little tote that I keep in my garage when I do yard work. So I have these wonderful Duluth Trading Company knee pads. And I put these on. Because sometimes Louise I'm pulling her in my rocks and I don't want to get on my knees in my rocks. And I will say this. Getting on our knees is a vital part of this process of killing weeds. We see in the book of James that the Lord draws near to the humble, but he resists the proud. And so getting down on our knees, getting down in that place of humility, that place of prayer, it's vital 
if I had my way, this would have been a 10-minute preach just to make a connection that if we would do 10 minutes of this type of nurturing of the lawn of our soul, imagine what the Lord could do. If every time we, I mean, and just so you guys know, like, we all do it. The other night, uh, uh, our pastoral team, we, we enjoyed a meal together with our family. And me and Andrew and Chris, we were talking about it. We were talking about losing our temper with our kids. And, and it, you know, that's part of what got me thinking. Okay, what's, what's at the base of it? What is it that the Lord needs to touch in our lives? And we, we discussed it briefly. And, but, but to really go deep, we've got to get alone with the Lord. says we are free Christ in us and us in him I, I read that last verse verse 11 because it says here there is not Greek or Jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian Scythian slave free but Christ is in Christ is all and Christ is in all and here, here's why I read that you guys if if there's lingering traits of things where we think ourselves more highly than we ought, we need to we need to ask the Lord to pull that out. If we think there's another race, if there's another skin tone that's beneath us in any way or less than us in any way, we need to go to the Lord and ask Him to to show us where that is in our lives so that that can be pulled out by the root from our heart. Paul makes it abundantly clear, and by the leading of the Holy Spirit, there is no longer Jew nor Greek. There's no longer male nor female. But we are one in Christ Jesus. Things like, like we don't like to talk about racism because we don't like to talk about these type of things, but but what are the areas that we feel better than somebody because of blank? I mean, what about our jobs? I'm just telling you right now, there ain't no job that should be beneath me. There is no job that's beneath me. There's not. So if a toilet needs to be cleaned in my house, who is it that's less than me that's going to clean the toilet? Is that a woman's job? <laughs> well, is it just a woman's job? Correct. Hey, if the toilet's dirty, someone's got to clean it. One of us has to clean it. It's not beneath me. If the toilet's plunged, like if it's, it's stopped up, it's got to be plunged. Someone's got to do it. Now, that I do. Okay. But, uh, if we will do this, when things pop up, if we, uh, within, within an hour, if we will find time, if we will find 10 minutes to be alone with God, and we will walk through some things, 10 minutes can bring us through. I'm, I'm Landon, so if I can get um, a, a musician up here real quick. I, I intentionally wanted this to be a short message. If we see a weed, if we have a moment where that we... Whatever the sin. I mean, I love this passage from Colossians 3 because it, it shows this range. Everywhere from lying to sexual impurity to, to ungodly desires to, to coveting to idolatry to, 
to loving uh, money and having ill pursuits. I love that it covers the ranges so that none of us feel targeted. Well, that's not true. So that all of us feel targeted. So that this message is all of us are in this. None of us are exempt from this. If we see it, if we will purpose in our hearts, maybe even look at the clock and say, okay, within the next hour, I will find the time. I have a break in 45 minutes. So at my break time, I'm doing this. Or, you know what? It seems like pull over. I'm going to find a, a safe place to pull over and I'm, I'm going to take time right now. Or, whenever it is, as soon as we can do it, and if we can turn on some worship, which I think is so beneficial in settling our soul. We can acknowledge God as our covering, as our protector, and we can invite him in. Lord, I just invite you in. I need you. I need you. I need you. I can't do this without you. I don't want to do this without you. This is not my strength. I don't want to just work hard, Lord God. I want to work smart, and working smart means I'm inviting you in. I'm placing you as my covering. I'm surrounding myself in your spirit. I'm, I'm covering myself, Lord, in you, Lord, so that so that spiritual attacks and demonic attacks have no effect against me. Lord, I'm acknowledging you are greater. And then, Lord, I'm bowing the knee of my heart and I'm saying, Lord, I humble myself. I, I'm in need of you. That thing came out again. That thing manifested again. Lord, I did that thing again. Guys, God is a God who wants to break the cycles. He does not want us wandering in the desert of our lives for 40 years. He wants to break cycles and bring us into promise. And so we, we have to humble ourselves. And then repent. Yes, Lord, I, I repent. I, Lord, that thing right there, boom, I repent of that. Lord, I know it's not you. And I, Lord, I, I repent of that then we have to go deeper. Lord, I just ask you right now to show me what's the source of that. For fearlessness, I ask you what's the source of that. Because it, it might might be a wound this deep that you just don't want to face. Write it down. Whatever it is that the Holy Spirit brings to light, write it down. And then take it one by one. Lord, I, I address this lie. Lord, that, that my father spoke over me when I was young. And I, and I just, as I was praying, I wrote this down. Lord, I feel like you, I feel like you, you showed that to me. So I address this lie. Now, here's the great part. This is not formulaic. Even though I'm kind of giving you a formula, this is not formulaic. If you want to speak boldly in the authority of Jesus Christ, you can say in the name of Jesus Christ, and you can speak it. But also, if you want to go to your good, good Father in humility and say, Father, I need your help. I need your help. Jesus, my, my champion, my warrior, my risen Savior, would you? So I don't care whether you demand, whether you declare in Jesus' name, or whether you ask. The, it, honestly, I don't think it matters. It's all about that interaction with the Lord and inviting Him to be the solution. And you just, Lord, would you just remove this? Would you just lift this from my heart? Would you lift this, the sting of this moment from me? Lord, would you bring healing to me? Lord, right now, I just need you to, to be my healer. And then, man, at, what, at some point, we have to operate in faith, believing that when we ask Him to heal us, He's going to do what? Heal us. 
At some point, we've got to operate in faith when we say, Lord, I need you to deliver me of this, that he's going to do what? Be my deliverer. When I feel so weak, and I say, Lord, be my strength, I have to operate in faith, believing that he is my strength. just do that now. I, I believe this is the beginning of a conversation, and you know what? If you're the last one in this place, turn the lights out, and you can stay here all day. I've, but let's, let's at least initiate the conversation with God now. Are there things that in the course of this message have immediately been coming to your mind? Yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, that happened again. Yeah, I stumbled in this. Yeah, I, I'm feeling, I, I'm, I'm feeling the effects of this traumatic thing? I mean, is there something just coming to our heart or our mind or our remembrance right now? Then we've got to make note of that and trust that the Lord is bringing to light some things he wants to touch and heal and bring freedom and liberty. We have to invite him to do what he so desires to do. deliverer. Ask him to be mighty, yet gentle. Lord, we just ask you right now. Um, we, just, we just initiate this conversation with you right now, knowing that that is your heart. You desire to see us free. You desire to see us healed. Jesus, we don't look to any man for this, even though we're so thankful of the people you put in our lives. We're so thankful. Lord, we're thank thankful for pastors and leaders and people that you put in our lives. But Lord, we thank you that, that you want us to come directly to you in this. Lord, we thank you for doctors and therapists and counselors. But Lord, we thank you that you in some of these things that you're identifying, Lord, you want us to go straight to you with this because you want to show your might and your power and your love to us. Lord, would you just deposit courage into our hearts? Would you encourage us right now so that we are not afraid to, to talk to you about these things or to bring these things to light, that we don't allow shame or the lies of the enemy or curses spoken over us to be the deterrent that keeps us from bringing this to you. Encourage us, Lord. So friends, even now, as, as we're praying this, if things are coming to mind, if you don't think you're going to remember these things right now, write them down. Dig through your purse or take out your phone and start typing a memo. If things are coming to your mind right now, it, it's not disrespectful to me for you to start taking a note right now. That's why we're doing this. Holy Spirit, guide us into all truth.
Michael was talking, it reminded me when we first bought our house, we had weeds that were so embarrassing. They were as tall as our fence to the point where we were like, we're going to have to hire somebody to get these weeds out. They were crazy. And we didn't. We did it ourselves. But it would take Mark and Jordan together pulling and shoveling and sticking that thing in the ground and pulling. They were exhausted. And it was embarrassing. They were, they'd been there a while and they were rooted and they were large. And I got that visual and I thought, this is how some of our lives are. Our weeds aren't these little weeds. They're like, oh, there it goes. I love pulling weeds and they're easy and they're little. But these suckers are big. And some of you might be feeling like, you don't know my weeds. <laughs> and I just want to encourage you. There's no way Mark could have pulled one of those by himself. He could have got the biggest, strongest guy we know. There was no way that weed was coming out. If you read the Bible, everything is done in community. The Godhead is community. It's three, three in one. And Jesus did life with community. He rallied people together. And so what Mark was saying, you might need a therapist. You might need a prayer partner. You might need a friend. You might need a village of women to rally around you to help dig that down and pull that up. And men especially, it's hard for all of us to get help, but men especially, it might be time. And that's okay. We're not built to do it alone. And so I just wanted to kind of address that real quick because it's hard. And we talk a lot about soul care at this church because we believe that God wants healing. And if we're just this warm, fuzzy thing and we all go home, we still have things that we need to process and deal with. And I just want to encourage you, let's do it together. Whether it's us as a pastoral team, it's somebody sitting next to you, it's a neighbor, a friend, a prayer partner, a counselor, a therapist, whatever it is, you are worth it. You are worth the time and effort, the money, whatever it would take to root that stuff up and be free in Jesus' name. Amen. It's so funny that you mentioned that, babe, because I thought about our backyard. And it was so daunting. It was so daunting. But look at our backyard now. Now it took work. It took putting in the work. So one weed at a time, one grace at a time. Um, can we stand? I just want to pray over y'all today. And, and, um, and then I'll, I'll leave us with a blessing. Lord, I thank you that you are identifying things. You are speaking and Lord, uh, not just right now, but Lord, that throughout this day, I'm certain you will be. So Lord, I just pray for every every person here, Lord, that will come to you uh, in faith and humility, believing you to, to be what they need, Lord, and to set them free and to heal every hurt. Lord, I pray for endurance, Lord. Lord, supernatural endurance, not something that we could muster, but Lord, supernatural endurance, Lord, that we would not be intimidated by, by the amount of weeds in our lives or weeds in our yard, Lord God, but that we would just come to you and we would begin right now, Lord. Let us see you. Let us see freedom in you and not, not a, a, a field of, of difficulties and obstacles and weeds, Lord. Lord, I ask you to bring healing and grace strength and hope and vision. Lord, give each one of us a glimpse of a free us, of a healed us. Lord, give us vision to see ourselves Lord, in freedom and healing as you desire to touch us in your day.
In Jesus' name, amen. Um, if you need prayer at the end of the service, then um, come on up. We would love to pray for you about anything. About anything. We just love to pray. Um, and I'll leave us with this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to, to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have an amazing day. I love y'all. Trust the Lord. <laughs>